Sony. Good morning, Canada. Today's date is June 5th, 2021. We're now halfway through this year. Hasn't that gone quick? The first six months are already, already almost over. It's crazy. I did not expect the first half of this year to go by so fast. We're in the middle of lockdowns, semi-lockdowns, who knows? It's very confusing all over the country. Nobody really knows what's allowed and what's not allowed. Depending on where you live, you could be allowed to eat on a patio, a restaurant patio. Or you might not be allowed to eat in a restaurant at all. (laughs) So who knows? It's a crazy, crazy world. And the first six months of 2021 are almost over. So there's a few things I want to talk about today. First one I want to talk about is the the federal liberals passed a, a bill in the House of Commons and the Senate that would create a new statutory holiday on September 30th to commemorate the, uh, in the words of Justin Trudeau, the indigenous genocide that Canada perpetrated on its First Nations people. Um, and the reason I, I want to talk about this is because I don't understand it. I mean, what, what is a day off from work going to do? It's not going to do anything. It's not going to, uh, bring awareness to it because nobody's going to use it for that. The only people that are going to use it for that are indigenous. Nobody else is. A day off is a long weekend for most people. I mean, the overwhelming majority of people are going to say, ah, right, let's go camping or let's go wine tasting or let's do some cross-border shopping. That's what it's going to be used for. And it, but it's not even going to get used by very many people because this statutory holiday applies only to employees of the federal government. So it really makes you wonder what, what's the point of this at all? Well, I'm wondering the same damn thing because federal employees, along with everyone else, get Labor Day off at the beginning of September. And they get Thanksgiving off a week to two weeks into October. So there's going to be three 
statutory holidays in a six-week period. Now, thankfully, as a business owner, thankfully, it does not apply to me and my business. It doesn't apply to restaurants. It doesn't apply to plumbers. It doesn't apply to retail outlets. Thankfully. Because with 10 statutory holidays already on the books in this country... I already have to make, I already have lost productivity and, uh, and profit loss due to those other 10 days of statutory holidays. One more makes it worse, especially in a six week period, but because federal government employees are paid with tax dollars and they don't have to worry about making up that money somehow. Um, they just get the day off. And who cares about tax dollars? I mean, the federal government doesn't respect taxpayers anyway. So what's one more day and $266 million dollars? Because, yes, that's how much that one day will cost the federal government. $266 million. For a day that's going to accomplish absolutely nothing. The First Nations friends that I have, none of them asked for a holiday. None of them want a holiday. They don't understand this. They just want to know what happened to their family members. They just want to know. They, they just want clean drinking water on their reserves. I mean, this is. This is a. A very, very, very expensive virtue signal by the federal government. And that's all it is. The next thing I want to talk about are Dr. Anthony Fauci's emails that were released. And the reason they were released was because a uh, U.S political reporter made a request for information uh, application for all of his emails regarding COVID-19 since the very beginning of the pandemic. And boy, was it eye-opening. Because it confirmed Everything that Tony and I have been saying on this show for a year and a half. Dr. Anthony Fauci was notified by virologists and other scientists in January 
of 2020 that this virus was likely created in a lab. That's right. There are actually emails stating that this virus was likely created in a lab and he knew about it since January of 2020. Why is this important? Because Dr. Anthony Fauci for the last year and a half has been categorically denying the even remote possibility that it could have been created in a lab. And during that time, there are emails praising him by Chinese scientists, Chinese officials, and the Chinese government for deflecting attention away and denying the possibility that the Wuhan CDC lab could possibly have been the source of the virus. He was receiving emails thanking him for deflecting attention away from that lab. There are emails that state that wearing a mask was going to do nothing. Absolutely nothing. So all this mask wearing has been for nothing, which is something that Tony and I have said. It's I feel I feel like we have I feel like Tony and I have been criticized, demonized. Uh we've been called all kinds of names told that we're conspiracy theorists and alarmists for all these things that we've been saying over the past year and a half. And it turns out that we were right about almost all of it. In fact, we might've been right about all of it. I would have to go back and listen to some of the earlier shows to see, but it appears that we've been right about virtually everything we've said in the past year and a half. We said last year, we don't think they're telling us the truth. We don't think they're telling us everything because a lot of the things they're saying contradict each other. A lot of the things that they said didn't make sense. The restrictions didn't make sense for the, uh, for the, the death rate, which was extremely low. But the infection rate was extremely high. The number one comorbidity was 
Alzheimer's and dementia. Like, there were things that they, we, we felt all along that there was, they weren't telling us the truth. They weren't telling us everything because, because so much of it didn't make sense. And now we know because of Fauci's, Fauci's emails, we now know they weren't telling us the truth. You want to know how conspiracy theorists are born? It's because the government lies to us. The government constantly lies to us. We've also since found out that the NIH in the U.S., that Fauci is the head of funds the Wuhan Virology Lab, where this virus came from. And the U.S. State Department ordered any investigations into the source of the virus to ignore that lab. This has been a cluster you-know-what from the beginning. It's unbelievable. Although, Tony and I have been saying this since the beginning. I hate being right about these things. I really do, because I wish people would be better. I wish governments would not lie to us. I wish governments would be honest with us. But they aren't. They never are and they never will be because being because being honest with people seems to be the hardest thing to do. The last thing I want to talk about is um, a conservative MP put forward a private member's bill in the House of Commons and it was roundly defeated. What was this bill about? Well, this bill, the only thing in this bill was that it wanted to limit the ability or not limit, but in eliminate the ability to have an abortion due to the sex of the baby. Because in uh, many Asian cultures, uh, it is having a boy is deemed more valuable than having a girl. And there are sex-based abortions taking place in Asian countries, and from what I have been told, they happen here in Canada and the U.S. And it was roundly defeated, including, you know, by by the Liberals, by the Bloc, by the Greens, by the NDP, and most of the Conservative Party, including... Aaron O'Toole. And 
Aaron O'Toole's excuse for not voting for it was that he is pro-choice. Okay, that's fine. But that isn't what this is about. This is about having an abortion because you're having a because you're pregnant with a girl rather than a boy. You shouldn't have that choice. The liberals were calling on Aaron O'Toole to whip the party vote to make it mandatory that his caucus vote against this bill because allowing a free vote and I believe this is either Marion Momsef's opinion or words or uh, Minister Jolie's but that having a free vote in the House of Commons on this bill was dangerous and an attack on women's reproductive rights. It seems the liberals are all for women's rights until, including the ability to have an abortion because you're having a girl rather than a boy. The biggest anti-abortion people I know, the biggest anti-abortion people in the conservative party are women. And yet the other parties all attack them as these are attacks on, on women's rights. I mean, conservative MP Rachel Harder, who is a woman, was even removed as the chair of the House of Commons Committee on the Rights of Women. I think on the rights and equality of women or something like that, just because she believes in, because she's pro-life. Let that sink in. You're not you, you you're not speaking for women if you're a woman and believe in pro-life. I, I don't understand that. Apparently women are supposed to think alike. They're not allowed to have a diversity of opinion. Or a diversity of belief. Diversity only matters if you agree with liberals. It's unbelievable. And the fact that Aaron O'Toole voted against it uh, is telling me a lot about Aaron O'Toole. I'm, I'm, Aaron O'Toole is turning into a giant tool because he doesn't, he has not been the conservative he said he was or portrayed himself to be. 
And I've said this on, on this show in the past, you can't beat the liberals by being liberals. You have to give an alternative. You can't just say you're the same, but different. You have to say we're different. We're going we're giving you a choice of two different ideologies. That's how you beat the liberals. Because this, whatever this is of trying to be liberal lights, it's not working. Conservative support is stagnant at best. Aaron O'Toole was obviously the wrong choice. Who the right choice was, I don't know. The conservatives seem lost. And it's un- and, and I don't understand why because the liberals are handing them an election victory on a platter and the conservatives can't capitalize. Right now, I am politically homeless because the conservative party isn't conservative anymore. And in every other party, I would be completely unwelcome because I'm a white male. There is no legitimate libertarian party. There's no legitimate conservative party. I mean, the People's Party isn't, I wouldn't call it legitimate. I mean, it's its Maxime Bernier's party. Because Maxime Bernier created it. Maxime Bernier was the leader without, uh, without a, a leadership contest. Uh, and it's his ideas. You're not allowed to propose any new ones. And... Um, they'll never, ever succeed. It's time for another reform party, is what it's time for. We're at a part, uh, we're at a point in Canadian politics where they were in the late 80s, when Mulroney's conservatives were no longer conservative, no longer represented any kind of interest from Western Canada. The Liberals really have only ever given a damn about Quebec and Ontario. And in fact, the current iteration of the Liberals actually have a somewhat high level of disdain for Western Canada. We don't even have a legitimate separatist party. I mean, they call themselves the Maverick Party. First of all, the name is stupid. And just invokes uh, imagery of of cowboys. I mean, who, who would vote for that? It's, we've got. I mean this this is a this is a broken country. It's a it's a really really broken country and we don't have any 
legitimate alternatives to a highly corrupt and incompetent liberal government. It's unbelievable Our country, I I don't even know what to say anymore. I'm just so distraught over the, the current status of our country. It's just pathetic. Tony.